Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 40 of the Cinemania World Show. I am joined by my co-host of the Cinemania World Show, Alex Madden. Alex, how are you? What is up? I just saw Endgame for the second time. I just saw Endgame for the fourth time. Um, (laughs) Now, everyone, we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. And we're going to be talking about all about Avengers Endgame and the future of the MCU. So unlike the previous world shows, um, there's been 39 of them. Um, Instead of movie news and like, you know, movie poll list and then TV news and then, you know, and then the Twitter poll, we're just going to do Avengers Endgame, a little Avengers Endgame spoiler discussion. Alex and I actually just got out of seeing it a couple hours, maybe like two hours ago. We just got out of the theater. So um, we figured, you know, now is the best time for us to do a spoiler discussion. I wanted to do one over the weekend, but there was just not a lot of time. Um, everyone was busy. And I guess, you know, um, and I guess waiting a, waiting a couple more days than just like releasing the spoiler review on Thursday. Because you know what I realized about, about releasing spoiler reviews that early is that now people who just want to be assholes can just go listen to spoiler reviews and then just post them wherever. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I guess Tuesday or like, you know, I, 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 for me, I'd rather like Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, but we're doing it Tuesday since this is our, this is when we normally do the, uh, world show. So it just makes sense for us to just make this episode all about Avengers spoilers, you know, and all that stuff. So now we're going to be doing, uh, the end game spoiler discussion. So if you had not seen the movie, now is your time to exit this episode and come back when you've seen it. I know you're sick and tired of hearing that all across the internet, but and I get it. If you're tired of seeing spoiler discussions all across social media and YouTube and different podcasts, I totally get it. Listen, there was a time where I couldn't see The Force Awakens until three weeks after its release. Yes, three weeks. Um, and I had to avoid all spoiler episodes, but it's an ap- absolute must to talk about this movie, so that's exactly what this show is going to be be about, and that is exactly what Alex and I are going to be doing. Uh, so, full spoiler warning right now. You heard it from me. Uh, spoiler warning. This is going to be all Avengers spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Lots of things to talk about. And then, after we talk about the movie, we'll get into what we think is going to come up next in the MCU, as far as predictions and things that's been announced, and all that stuff. So, Alex, are you ready, my friend? I am ready. If you if you have not seen the movie and you're here for spoilers and you want to get spoiled, then hey, welcome. If you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to get spoiled, get the fuck out! Totally agree. Um, yeah, so if you haven't seen the movie, which I was actually, I actually realized there was a lot of people in uh, the audience today who haven't seen the movie and it's Tuesday. So, and then throughout the week, a lot of the screenings for the movie are, are still very full. So I know there's a handful of people who still haven't seen it. I get it. The way work is sometimes, you know, I, I get it. Um, and you know, Alex, there's sometimes when you can't see a movie until like what, like a Tuesday and it's been yeah. out since Friday. So you got lucky this time around. Right. So I definitely did. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely think with these big movies, I'm going to try and go after work or at like midnight because that was pretty fun. It's just the screen was small and dinky. 
it was fun, and you and I, I was talking about that when I did my review with Sarah and Tyler. If you want a non-spoiler, uh, if you want my non-spoiler thoughts on Avengers Endgame, I know you have yours up, Alex, on your YouTube channel, and we have our hours up on the podcast channel with myself and Sarah and Tyler from the Cinemania page. So that's all up there. We do have our uh, uh, reviews up there on the site. If you want to go there, I mean, it was hard to do no spoilers, but we did it. We made it through. Um, yeah, so it's up there if you guys want to go listen to that. But yeah, you know, opening night was really cool at midnight. Everyone was excited. We was taking, you and I was taking pictures for everyone who wanted to be in front of that big standee, which was fun. Uh, but yeah, the theater, I, it sucks that my first time seeing this was such, was on such a small screen. Um, I wanted to see this on the biggest screen imaginable when tickets went on sale. The first screen, the first theater I went to was the IMAX theater like I did last year. Um, last year seeing Endgame for the first time in an IMAX theater was just amazing. Because that means, you know, that means bigger crowd, bigger screen, uh, more noise, more, you know, more sound production and all that stuff. So it's just so much more epic on a big giant screen. And this, and seeing this tonight on a big screen was so fulfilling, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. This was this was like perfect cuz this is the first time I've seen this movie on a giant ass screen and it was amazing. Like there there was there were a couple of little moments that I noticed that I didn't notice on the small screen. Yeah, uh, exactly. In in the theater, I'll get into some of those in a minute. There's one in the final battle that I don't know if you noticed, and I didn't notice it because of that small dinky ass screen. I'm just going to call it that. Right. From now on. I totally agree. I I don't know what you're going to say, but I did notice like okay, so all right guys, we're going to get into the spoilers now. You've been warned. Thank you guys for, you know, being with us and even though it's Tuesday and I'm sure you heard a bunch yeah. of spoiler reviews by now. Thank you guys for joining us and stuff. Yeah, we're very yeah. happy. Those that haven't seen the movie, thank you for joining us this far. Now, don't listen any further. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get right into it. Listen, that end. Ba- I'm gonna get right into the the big nuggets. I I'm not gonna. We're not gonna do the whole. Hey, let's go scene by scene. I mean, let's just talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and now we can actually say the things that we liked and what we didn't like instead of just like keeping it hush hush. So let's get into it. So the end battle, fucking amazing. Like yes. I have never seen such. My dream. I, I have never seen such a cinematic moment as of that. I thought like I thought the big I thought I was fulfilled when I saw like five Avengers in the first Avengers movie, you know, kicking ass in New York. I thought I was fulfilled when I saw, you know, um superheroes and Spider Man on my screen for the first time in the MCU in Civil War. I thought I was fulfilled last year seeing Thor land on Wakanda and, you know, Iron Man and Thanos go toe-to-toe, Doctor Strange and Thanos go toe-to-toe last year. But I did not realize I needed this so much than when it when I when it yeah. happened. This yes. end battle was probably one of the best. I think the the best, even though it's not long, because I realized today it's not long. But no, I No, it's not. It's, it's one of the best the best on-screen battles I have ever seen in my lifetime. And it's one of the, and it's the best, I believe, MCU kind of battle. I won't say fight scene. It's not a fight scene, you know, I, but it's the best MCU battle that I've ever seen. If, you, if, if you're going to rank, like, the Avengers battle at the end, uh, the Ultron battle at the end, the Civil War battle, even the Thor Ragnarok battle, you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah. and the Infinity War battles. This... Like this whole just set piece was just 
phenomenal. And, you know, when these kind of grand scale, bigger scale kind of battles need to happen, you have to find locations and, like, that make sense for the story to do them at. And for them to, like, set up this whole thing where the Avengers, it's where they were fighting on the Avengers building, pretty much. Because it was crumbled and it was all this debris. So it was, like, a, a huge field mixed with, like, the ocean, mixed with, like... The building and crumbles and you know what I mean. It was just so cool. Um, I don't know how they get that building back. What they're gonna do? What, what's the, what's gonna be the new Avengers Tower or building or whatever? But um, yeah, I love the set piece of the battle. I love that it wasn't like this lit, pretty like this wasn't like this crazy lit battle. Um, and I won't say it wasn't as lit as like the, the Game of Thrones Winterfell battle it was really really dark. This one was dark, but it was still you can see everything. It was very well lit. Um, I love the end battle. I love when Cap. It it, it meant so much to me because Captain Captain America was my is my favorite MCU character and just hero. Um, overall, and I just love I just love his arc and stuff like that, and I love his movies. So seeing him in that shot, and you know when you're watching this the first time, it didn't it didn't it didn't click in the back of my mind that oh. I mean, Hulk snapped his fingers, so they're all mm -hmm. back, pretty much, mm -hmm. right? You know, yep. so but it didn't hit me until, like, it happened. And I'm seeing Cap, and I'm seeing him go, he's standing up, he tightens his half-shield, because Thanos fucked that thing up. He tightens his half-shield, and it's just a bunch of Thanos' army. His army must have multiplied, because I don't know what the hell, you know? Um, but his army, you got Cap, and then you hear Sam on Cap's radio. Everyone freaks out. You know, the first people to walk up, the first people to walk out of the portal is Black Panther, Shuri, and Okoye. Everyone kept saying Black Panther, Shuri, and his mom. I'm like, guys, that was Okoye. Kidding me? <laughs> um, uh, um, but that yeah, was, his his mom's just randomly. Yeah, like, give me a weapon. Give every me a weapon. single spoiler review, they said his mom. I'm like, guys, come on. His mom was at the end with him and yeah. Shuri, but like in the what? What the hell is Angela Bassett doing in this battle? Um, yeah, exactly. okay, so what was that? Th oh, yeah, so let me get your thoughts on, on the uh, on the battle and stuff. Yeah, that battle is just epic, like cinematic, like orgasm. Uh, it's a wet dream, it's something we've all been dreaming of since the cinematic universe. I mean, I mean, maybe not since it started, but since we got like more character introductions, like since Doctor Strange came in, since Spider Man came in, um, it's definitely the best battle in the MCU. This battle. It's, it's tough for me because this battle and the Battle of Wakanda and Infinity War, like, both of them, when they start, they both just make me, like, sit there in awe of what I'm watching. And what I love about this battle, I don't know if you noticed this, those expendable bug creatures from the Infinity War battle and the Chitauri are also in this battle. Yeah, and, it, was uh, like a, it was like a, a mixture of all the... All the and in, in, except for the Ultron robots, it was pretty much the Shatari from the first one, and the uh, and the um, they have a name, and the night the Night Riders, I believe, in the um, in the uh, from the Infinity War, which I thought yeah. was cool because I didn't really um, and he had a, he had a lot of these like he also had like foot soldiers, which I like I like them fighting soldiers instead of fighting creatures. That was one yeah. of the things about Infinity War that it was fine, but then like I'm like they're fighting creatures, it's not really like as cool. I mean them but yeah. them Go ahead. Yeah, that that I didn't really have like that much of a problem with because I'm like, well Thanos is just like he's trying to like do this all himself. Like to him, like that army's just expendable. So he gets 
hell he wants to out there. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I wasn't watching Infinity War, like, ah, oh, they're fighting creature. This is awful. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, like, I just, per, for preference, I like the idea of the robots, and I like the idea of the foot soldiers mixed with a little bit of creatures. You know, you know how yeah. in this in this battle he had a mixture of the Shatari foot soldiers, um, the freaking the Leviathans, the big worm looking things. Um, yeah. that that Ant Man just sucked one in the face and it fell. Same way, reminiscent of when Hulk did it. You know, when Ant Man punched it, one of them, mm-hmm. the uh, Leviathan things, and like, yeah, I loved the look on Than. I love the like, you know, the scope of of Thanos's army. And then of course he, you had the um, you had the Black Order. The Black Order was back as well, which was really cool. Um, yeah. Even though, like, you know, you don't really get much from Proxima Midnight in this one. Um, no, you don't. And, and I mean, everyone else kind of had a moment. Uh, but you know, it was cool seeing Ebony Ma back. You know, um, they kept they they kept calling him Sire, which was really cool. Um, yeah. And I gotta say too. Oh, also, before I get to that part, did you notice? Um, did you notice the Howard the Duck little cameo? I did not actually. So I know I knew you weren't. Someone told me about it earlier that he was on. Well, he was on social media, and there's a bunch of little cameos that they have. And you know when everyone shows up to help Cap, and like the scenes of everyone just showing up in the armies and stuff. Little yeah. nuggets are sprinkled around in the back, where of course you're not gonna notice unless you're looking for Easter eggs. But Howard the Duck was in it. He had like a little, oh, he had really? like, he, yeah, he had like a machine gun. It was it looked so cool. He was right behind uh, the wasp. You know, when the wasp appears, he was right behind okay. the wasp. And I noticed it this time because I looked for it, and I was like, that is hilarious. Um, yeah. It was cool. So I wonder what other little characters made little cameos as well. I think I'm going to watch one of those Easter egg videos soon. I'm waiting on the new Rockstars one. I know they're going to have a bunch of them. But, um, yeah, I know they're going to have a bunch of Easter eggs soon. Yeah, dude, it was just so cool. And then I got to say this as far as I know we're on the end battle a lot, but it was my, it was my favorite moment of the movie, of course. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but I gotta say, I loved, I think I, I don't think in the first watch, I don't think I liked Thanos that much in this one, like the second one. This one, I gotta say, after watching it four times now, I love Endgame Thanos so much. I, yeah. I really liked Infinity War Thanos, I really do, because his philosophy, you see, it's a guy who's just, he's just, you know, damaged as far as losing like his home and whatnot, and he's just cursed with knowledge, as he says to Tony Stark. You know, that's just a guy. He wants to just get these stones, and he wants to just bring his thing back. This Thanos, he's not necessarily looking for the stone, th- the, the the stones yet, but he knows that like him watching that video, well, that feedback of him, you know, achieving his mission. You see this like this you see this tick in him where like now he just he's he has this look on him where now he knows like damn i fucking did it you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna do mm-hmm. it again and he's so and this thanos he's just so more he's younger he's he's like in his prime he's more badass and he what like i just loved sadistic sadistic i don't care about your planet anymore sadistic thanos i loved it i love 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 this thanos even though we don't see much of him him and that sword yeah. i'd I rather him and that sword than him and the affinity gauntlet i thought the sword was so much cooler Dude, uh, the sword is the sword is badass man yeah he's just so 
dope. And, you know, like, when Cap's group is forming and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And, like, all the Avengers are coming back and they're standing down and they're doing Dude, their fight stance. I, I love the look on Thanos' face when they all show up. Yeah, yeah, well, he has a look, but he's like, oh, wow, oh, okay. But, like, then, like, when they start charging, and I'm like, you know, a lot of other villains will be like, oh, shit, all right, all right, I guess we gotta do this. Thanos is not phased whatsoever. He sees he sees Iron Man. He sees Thor. He sees Cap. He sees Black Panther. He sees Spider-Man. He sees the Guardians. He sees Doctor Strange and his clans. He sees fucking Valkyrie, and he, and he just points his sword out. Let's go. You know what I mean? Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah, run- right? I love that. I just love this the badassery of this guy. He was just not dazed. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Show me what you can do. Let's go. Yeah. You know? I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I love Thanos in this movie, because he's like he's he's just the ultimate badass, like you've been saying. It's just like, yeah, I already succeeded, I already wiped out half the planet. I can do it again if I want to. It's like, but I like I really do- I really just don't care about this friggin' planet anymore. I'm just gonna kill them all. Yeah, so now, like, now, and then after seeing, after seeing the video, you know, the feedback from Nebula's, um, you know, whatever they were kept saying, Nebula's something, but, like, uh, consciousness, yeah, after seeing the video, he, in his mind, he's just thinking that, dude, this is my destiny, and I, I'm inevitable, I'm inevitable, and I can find this thing, and it's, and it's, and it's mine, and I, I've, I've achieved again, now, like, I can do it again, I know I can, because I know I'm capable of doing it, um, and then I can do it now, 2014 in my prime, no damage, you know, like let's let's fuck some shit up. And I I love because you I mean, even though he's only four years, I mean a lot you can change a lot in four years. But yeah, you know, cause you, as you get older you become wiser. So he got older, 2018, he's wiser, he's more conniving and stuff, and his philo- his philosophy is that balance. This movie, he's younger, and those things haven't entered his mind yet. The only thing that's in his mind is destroy and conquer, you know? And and that's just so great, and I just love it. He's not thinking about balancing the universe, because he didn't say it once. No, he's not, he didn't. He's not, yeah, he, he's not thinking about balancing the yeah, universe or he, making things, you know. He's not thinking about salvation, any of that. He's like, conquer and destroy. I'm on yeah, Earth now, and I'm going to destroy like, it. Yeah, like once he once he sees that message in Nebula's uh, consciousness, he's just like, "Oh well, I get the Infinity Stone, so I might as well just do that and just destroy and conquer instead of just wiping out half the universe. I'll just destroy and conquer the universe, you know." Yeah, I love that, and I love that. Um, I love it too. So the the moment in here that I wanted to talk about that I didn't notice on that stinky ass small screen. Yeah, uh, now listen, you gave yeah. me, I gave you so much shit about how. Um, how, like, no, it's not awful, but these kind of movies, like, the downtown theater, unless it's the IMAX theater, does not give it justice, and, no. like, I, like, you know, when we saw Last Jedi, we saw it on one of those small theaters, you know, so that's why, um, The Rise of Skywalker, since you saw the trailer in IMAX now, we gotta see it in IMAX, it's just, it's just yeah, a must. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry, yeah. buddy. So, so the little moment that I, uh, that I was thinking of is when, is when, uh, Thanos has like the the makeshift like Infinity Gauntlet that the Avengers created. When he has that on, and then Captain Marvel shows up and she starts fighting him. Did you notice? She hits him right as he's going to snap. A split second later, right, she fails. I noticed that this time. I didn't notice it the first time. I'm like, holy shit! He almost just snapped his fingers again. 
I mean, well, yeah. I mean, like he almost snapped it, and then she and then she grabbed his arm. Yeah, I, didn't, him I, snap. I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that the first time. You know, it was just like, cause cause she grabs him like right when he right when he's about to do it. I was like, wow, I didn't pick up on that the first time. Um. Yeah. It was just it's it, it's incredible because I um you know like with me I just I. I, I liked what they did to a lot of the characters in this one because I like I said Captain Marvel for me the movie was fine it was fine you know mm-hmm. I it's fine you know but one thing I love I love how they handle her in this movie because listen she's gonna be the new she's going to be the face of the Avengers her, her and Black Panther I feel like are just gonna be the face of the Avengers now and you kind of you, I don't know if you noticed a little parallel between her and Captain America, but do you remember yeah, that scene bit. in Infinity War where Captain America holds Thanos' shield? I mean, yeah. not shield. Captain America holds Thanos' gauntlet when he's like on in Wakanda. That that yeah. scene, that big that big scene in a, in the trailer before Cap before Thanos like punches him off of him. Yeah, you know that happens in this movie with Captain Marvel. Yeah, exactly. And, and then like when she grabs the gauntlet. She's doing the same exact scene with Captain that Captain America did last year. Uh, she's grabbing the gauntlet, but then differently, he hits her and it it doesn't it doesn't budge her at all, you know, because yeah. she's fucking badass. And then he had he realized, which is another reason why I love Thanos so much, is that he's always thinking. No matter what, he's always thinking. So when he sees that she's not getting fade, she's not like she's not like fading with this damn headbutt. My head's big. This shit ain't working. So let me grab a fucking stone and hit her with that shit, and it worked. You know, yeah, like exactly. Yeah, I just yeah. love the standouts. I'm losing my voice. I mean, I'm drinking coffee, but <laughs> I I just love this movie. Was just so good. And after the fourth time seeing it, it's my favorite movie of the year. It, I it's... I don't know where I rank it yet. I, I I have to see how it ages. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like because because mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. Each year I love it more and more. Um, and that's still my number one, Winter Soldier. So no one has been, nothing has been able to dethrone Winter Soldier yet. So, um, Endgame might be like two, three, but it's up there, you know? Endgame is number one for me. It dethroned Civil War for me. Um, what I, man, shit, actually, I just lost my train of thought. Um. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's get into like some of the actual other. Oh, points. oh, oh I know, I know what I was gonna say now. I love how this movie doesn't focus on gigantic action set pieces like Infinity War did or like Age of Ultron did. There's like when you really think about it, there's one. There, there's one, and right. then like a couple of small action sequences, like with uh. With uh, Hawkeye or Ronin or whatever he's called in this movie, if you want to call him Ronin, you can. Uh, where he's taking out like the Japanese gangsters. I thought yep. you could you could classify that as an action scene, and then the cap on cap fight, uh, America's ass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so it was just that. But I mean, this is more more or less just like a heist movie. Like just trying to get trying to get the Infinity Stones back relies less on action, more on character. But it all pays the three hour runtime pays off because of that gigantic ass battle at the end. Agreed, agreed. I I do notice that um what I do notice is that a lot of uh, casual viewers are I'm noticing that they're not digging the whole slow get to the battle arc. You know, I I just you know while I'm watching the movie and I'm, and of course this is this is people's first time, second time even like when I was watching it today at my fourth time, 
I just felt I felt I felt our theater getting restless. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I can hear the, the kid. I can hear the kid in back of us. Like yeah, you know, because there's no really. This is just like it's a story of them dealing with grief and trying to get these stones. And it's a heist. It, essentially, at at one point, it's it's a heist movie. You know, them sneaking around, them being stealth like and stuff. It's a heist movie. So I felt a lot of the audience getting a little restless. But you can tell with the end battle and all that happens that pays off and they don't they don't they're not thinking about that anymore um i do think people some people felt that three hour runtime because i saw a lot of people get up and leave and do something and i like i've never seen like i've never seen a theater move so much do you know what i mean like i you know usually i'm watching a movie everyone's still and watching it and doing whatever cheering crying laughing and and then they leave we all leave i've never seen each like like, there'll be, like, a moment of just, like, downtime, like, five, ten minutes, and somebody would get up, another person would get up, another person would get up, another person would come up the stairs, go down the stairs, go around the stairs, leave, get up, get up in front of us, go go past, there was this one girl who went past us, like, five times in our row. Um, I know. You remember, but you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the thing with this movie, is it's like, yeah, it's a bit of a slow burn, but, like, but, like, I I wouldn't even like really classify it as a slow burn though. I mean, for us, I I get it, I get it for right, right. for like casual viewers who are just like, oh come on, let's get to the action. Let's get for us. It's like it's like all right, no, this is more of a character driven piece. Like yeah. okay, now now they're doing the time heist stuff. But I think I think once they get to the heist, that's where people start to get interested a little bit more. But like that first like forty five to hour of the movie. I think a lot of people are just like, all right, you can cut all this, but that's the thing with this movie. Like, it's a three-hour runtime, like on the dot, but the way it's written, you literally can't cut anything. Um. Okay. So, with okay, so watching it once again the fourth time, I think there is a couple of things you can cut out. A couple. I don't think. I don't think everything. I get why it needs to be this long. What um, would you? What would you cut? Okay, the scene, the scene. By the time we get to the scene when they have to go to 1970, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, damn, this is dragging. In a sense that I've seen this all weekend, you know. That's the only thing. Like when they get to the 1970s, um, and he has to meet his father. It's another 20 minutes of talking and exposition, and you know. Well, but I get why it needs to be there. But that could have been slimmed down a tiny bit. Also, yes. when they go to, I realize, I I realize that I'm so ready to get to this end battle and so jacked for it that when the, when when the next scene comes up and it says Vormir, I'm like fuck, like you know what well, I mean? Like I'm that's... like, damn, this is come on. Okay, you know so, that's just me, but yeah, yeah. So full disclosure, in my non-spoiler review, I gave this movie an A plus. I said it, I can nitpick it, but there's, I didn't really see any major issues with the movie, and I still don't think this is a major issue with the movie. This is just a nitpick for me. I do think that that entire sequence where they, where they start the time travel and they have to go into the past, I think, because the first place we go to, I believe, is 2012 during the events of the yep. Avengers. Like that, love we, that a lot. Yeah, I do too. I'm glad that they went back to the Avengers, like, because I don't think they. Were, I read that they weren't originally going to do it, but then the Russo brothers said, no, you have to do it. Like, you have to go there. And I love the fact that there's actually three stones there. But, but I think so then after that, I think they go to, is it Asgard they go to next? Yep, they go to, they go to uh, New York and then Asgard and then uh, Morag. 
Morag yet. See? So it's like everybody's like paired off into like separate teams. So you go to you go to New York, then you go to Asgard, then you go to Morag, and then you go to is it nineteen seventy before Vormir? No, I think it's Vormir Ver no, um, no, I think it's I Yeah, nineteen seventy. Nineteen seventy is next. Yeah, because I was gonna say I think this is my one little nitpick because it's like it's like you're so interested as to what everybody yeah. else is doing. That exactly. by the time by the time you get to Vormir, it's just like holy shit! Like we're exactly. still doing this. Exactly. Yeah. That's not, exactly what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's not a major issue I have with the movie. It's, it's not. Just, it's yep. just, but like it's needed though because there's so much going on. Like I get it. Maybe, maybe the better way to do it was to like introduce where everybody was going for like a couple minutes and then cut back every couple minutes to those scenes yeah. instead of just doing one sequence here, one sequence there, and such and such. Because Boromir, right. it feels, once you get to Boromir, it feels like, you're just like, holy shit, I forgot about, like, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Like Exactly, and I, and that's, that's just how it's edited and stuff, because you're exactly right. They spend a lot of time in New York, a whole, like, 15 minutes in, like, New York. They spend a lot of time in Asgard after Thor talking to his mom and Ra- and Rocket and stuff like that. Um, and then they spend a lot of time in 1970. And then I'm like, okay, all right, now they're and this is after watching it countless amount of times over the weekend. Every time I get tricked because I'm like, okay, now the next scene is that they're back and they're gonna do the snap with Hulk, and I'm excited. Then that fucking Vormir comes up, and I'm like, fuck, I forgot about oh. Vormir. So I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Even the and Morag then, stuff doesn't last long. They see Peter Quill, great scene. Hey, nice, yeah. right? They knock, they knock him out, get the thing. That's it. Vormir, I'm like, dude. First well, of all, I don't, I didn't need to see Red Skull twice, like you know, no. last year and this year. And the scene, I liked the fight, and I liked, um, you know, I liked the emotions in the fight and uh, with him and Hawkeye and Black Widow. It just made a bunch of sense. And stuff like that, but it's literally the same exact scene as Gamora and Thanos, and that's that, my thing. It's the same scene, and I'm like, guys, like, let's the, go, go back well, now. And then, and then, uh, the nitpick I have with that is that it's the same exact scene. I would rather have had it be same Hawkeye. music too. Sorry, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it is the same music exactly. Yeah. And I would have, <laughs> and let's can we talk about the Black Widow death for a minute? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Because Black Widow ultimately sacrifices herself because in order to get the Soul Stone, you have to sacrifice that of which you love, which we found out in Infinity War, and then we're told yet again in this movie. Uh, so she and Hawkeye fight over who's going to sacrifice himself. She finally sacrifices herself. I'm This nitpick, I'm kind of more on board with now, with them killing Black Widow, because like I understand like where both of them are coming from, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, I also don't understand where Black Widow's coming from when she says, like, I think there's, like, a line in there where she says, like, I don't have, like, anything or something. I'm like, and then, like, I, I think it's in that Vormir scene that she says that. Like, yeah. when one, once they find out that they have to, one of them has to sacrifice themselves. And, um, and so when she, like, sacrifices herself, like, I get it. Like, she's doing that so that Hawkeye can get his family back if they're successful. But at the same time, it's like, what if they're not successful? Like, what if, like, that's that's the big what if scenario there. And right. then 
And then when she's and then that whole line where she was like, I don't really have anything left. I'm like, that's not really true. Like you have an entire family here. Like you yeah. have a group of friends who is your family that care about you a lot. Like right. you wouldn't be there without them. So it's like you have everything. Because in a way, she didn't ha- she didn't have anything else in the first Avengers and in Iron Man too. Yeah. She's she's alone. She's a lone wolf. The majority of MCU, she just comes around and help. Um, which is I agree. You know that I I I thought okay. So when I first watched it, I remember watching her die, and it didn't hit me. I wasn't like, oh my god, no, not Black Widow. I was just like, why? You know, really? Yeah. You know, that, that's, you know what I mean. I was like, that, huh. yeah. Okay. That's that's how I felt. And I think, but I think the reasons why she died don't really like bother me too much. Right. It's more, it's more of the, it's more of the fact that it's, we get the same exact thing with the red skull. We get the same exact like sacrifice, you know, yeah. like it's the same exact thing as like the scene in infinity war. And it's the same music. And then like when, when they show black widow's dead body, it's the same exact same overhead music, shot. Same. Yeah. But again, you know, again, same it's, everything. It's, yeah, but again, it's not a major problem I have with the movie. It's just, it, it this is, even though it's an, for me, it's an A-plus movie, it is a movie that can just be nitpicked. Yeah, after and nitpick. That, and that's just, yeah. and that's just one of my nitpicks. You're right. Um, I, I totally agree, because, like I said, when it happened, I was just like, um, why, though? You know what I mean? Because Black, I mean, she has a, this is what I don't want, like, they announced this Black Widow movie, and it's happening. They've been, they've had cast, they have a cast now, they mm-hmm. have scripts now, they have producers. Actually, earlier today, Scarlett Johansson was announced as a producer. Why, if you're gonna kill her off, I don't care about a prequel movie because I this don't Black either, really. this Black Widow movie, it's like it's a little, it's it's too late to the point Cause, where like because it's we, like now, like what's the point? Yeah, but that, like, yeah, you know, but, like, it's too late to the point of, uh, I don't know, man. This movie, like, I would have been so excited about a Black Widow movie, like, in the phase one or two. Like, we are in the end of, we are going into phase four. Why does Black Widow need a movie? And then you killed her off, so now... Now I know it's going to be like a prequel or she comes back or something. And I don't want to see a Black Widow Black Widow uh, prequel because Phase 4 is about setting up these new teams, new Avengers, these new like young cast and stuff like that. And I even turned to you when I I even turned to you when we watched it the first time. I said I said a lot of this is setting up the new Avengers, which I love. Captain Marvel Valkyrie is now the queen of Asgard. Um, you know, Ant-Man's daughter is big now, which which she's going to be stature. She's stature in the comics. You got all these new characters that they want to focus on, which we'll get into when we when we see what they do in the future. But you have in the midst of all this these new projects and Guardians 3 and Black Panther 2 and Doctor Strange 2. You got Black Widow. What that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Black Widow. Like... It's like she should have been phase 1 and she they were so like they were so hold on, they were so afraid of doing the female-led movie until we saw like let's be real until we saw Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman they were yeah. like okay we could do a female-led movie which is Captain Marvel 
Captain Marvel should have never been the first female-led movie, and I will stick and I will say that to the grave. The first female-led movie should have been Black Widow, and it should have been either Phase One right after Iron Man Two, or it should have been Phase Two. Like the, you know what I mean? Like you, Captain. I mean, sorry, Black Widow in 2020 makes no sense. Prequel or no prequel, it makes no sense. She's dead. You know what I mean? Even if they do bring her back, it's just like, it's such a disservice to the character, and I don't even know why they announced it. Like, I'm fine. Like, I get it. You made a mistake. You didn't do Black Widow solo movie. Let's do some other female heroes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she has an arc. I don't need to see what happened in her past because she's dead. You know what I mean? I, I don't need to see it, and we're moving on. We're supposed to be moving on from this phase, not going, not prequel, and that's why I just don't know how they how that's gonna work. But hey, they done they've done all this. They've done 22 films worth of movies with this movie, and they've all worked so far. So I mean, they'll make it work. It's just like it feels so hollow to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about uh, moving off of that because um, you basically said everything I wanted to say about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about. I know you had a script, so I don't know if I'm going off script. Uh, but I want to talk about Fat Thor. Yeah, no, no, we're we're just like the script was just for the intro of the show, um, oh, announcing okay. that it was a spoiler stuff, you know. But as far as like the the discussion, I'm I'm not worried. We don't have to do the whole let's go see by scene, you know. Let's just do our okay. biggest moments, the biggest takeaways, the biggest spoilers. So, okay. Fat Thor, go ahead. Fat Thor wasn't I? I didn't hate it first time I saw it. Wasn't entirely on board this time. Fucking loved it. Perfect. It was it was everything. I wanted, I wanted, I kind of wanted to see how Thor progressed because, because we get that time jump in the beginning of the movie that says like five years later, it's like, holy shit. And he kills Thanos in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's like, where is Thor five years later? He's just some drunk asshole playing video games with Korg and Meek. Hey, yo, you go get offline right now. And I love that scene too, where it's like, where there's. I think it's right before they go into the quantum realm to get the stones back. He's explaining what the ether is. I love his attempt to explain the plot of the dark world to everybody. Right, I, th I, thought right. that, I thought that that was kind of funny. And, uh, but what hammers it all home for me with Thor is the fact that, yeah, he's out of shape. He's a bit bent. He really doesn't care anymore until he meets his mother and his mother gives him good advice. Mm -hmm. And then, and then He's just kicking ass as a fat guy at the end. Um. Okay. So here's my thing too. I I liked Thor. I like Thor a lot. I do. I I just. I just. I just think we can finally say that Chris Hemsworth is just such a fun actor. You know what I yeah, mean? Even seeing it, him in the it, trailer for MIB, like he's yeah. just so fun. He's so charismatic, and we never and got. A, go go yeah. ahead. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that like Thor Ragnarok actually made Thor like cool and likable. Unlike yeah, unlike the first two Thor movies, say what you want. I know there's a lot of people that think the first Thor movie is underrated. I do in a way, not, but it's still near the bottom for me. Uh, right. I mean, Thor: The Dark World, like I enjoy watching, but I'm not gonna say it's good, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, but like in those movies, like I never like cared about Thor. Like I never found him like to be like relatable or like that likable. Like Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, like totally like up the ante with his character i i agree too um 
And I will say that, like, you know, my my boss, when he was telling me about how much he liked the movie and stuff, he didn't like Thor. And he liked, um, he liked, because he liked serious, um, you know, he liked serious God of Thunder Thor. And I was like, you might have liked that. And I was telling him that a lot of, of the audience was not resonating with that character. So they, I was like, they they tried it for three movies. Um, mm-hmm. I told, I, we, you know, we were just talking about the movie. I was like, listen, they tried serious Thor, you know, you know, Thor, God of Thunder. They tried that for Thor, uh, Thor, the Dark World and Avengers. And it just it doesn't resonate. And like, you know, then they then they switched it up with, um, you know, and Age of Ultron. He's the same. Yeah. Way. But then you saw a little well, bit of jokes in Age of Ultron from him. Yeah, because because here's the thing with Thor. Like, I think with Thor. By the time Age of Ultron comes around, like, he's starting to adapt more to, like, life on Earth, and he kind of knows, like, the way people act, what people say, so he's, like, he's trying to incorporate that, like, even though we don't see it that much in Age of Ultron, there is a little bit of it, and then by the time Ragnarok comes around, I think he's, like, fully embraced, like, what Earth is all about, you know? Well, that's just, that's just how they write the character, which I liked and stuff, so Ragnarok was a complete 180, and I loved what they did with his character. Infinity War loved his arc. His entire arc in Infinity War was just so yeah. good, and his, his relationship with, like, you know, the Guardians and all that Dude. stuff was just so good. I'm glad, and that's another aspect that I'm happy that carried over from Infinity War. His bromance with Rocket Man, right? I liked it. And then when it when you when you get to this one, I like you know I liked the little reveal that he's he's that he's you know he's bigger now and he's just this depressed sulking Thor. I liked all of that, and I liked that they stuck with it. My only thing is that like every time you see this big. This character is supposed to be wow, like he really went for a turn. You're supposed to, you're feeling for this guy. He's depressed. He's drinking. He's he's not being a hero anymore. And that's what that's what you're supposed to feel like. But every time he's on screen, the audience is laughing, and I'm like, yeah. and I'm like at, at a point, it becomes like you know, I I want to resonate and feel bad for this character, but you know, it's kind of written as a joke. That he's yeah, big exactly. and he's this and that. I, but I don't like that. You know what I mean? I, I don't like that. Like, I took, I I connected with Thor on such a level in Infinity War where he's he's lost, every, like that, that scene with Rocket when he's telling him, I lost my brother who I just got, a, you know, who I was just having a relationship with. Finally, I lost my mom. I lost my father. I, I lost Asgard. You know what I mean? You, you feel for Thor in Infinity War. This one is like you feel for him, but he's the running joke. You know what I mean? And I just, yeah. that's my only thing about Fat Thor. I don't mind Fat Thor, and I'm glad that they didn't, they didn't like make him all hunky hot at the end. And he, he looked like a Viking. He was cool. But yeah. that was my issue with, with, um, with bigger Thor is that. Or and I'm just gonna call him. I don't like saying Fat Thor, but Endgame Thor. That's my issue. Is that it was the running joke for a long time of the movie when I was just coming off a movie where I fell for him so much and he was such a serious character, joking still, but still such a serious arc and character. Took a dying star to the heart, for God's sake. You know what I mean? I know, that was right? that was just my. That's my thing on the Thor thing. Yeah, yeah. I I can see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, what do you think about Professor Professor Hulk? Uh, I thought I thought it was a brilliant way because I know you didn't really like Hulk in Infinity War. Not at all. Uh, yeah, but like, consi- but like, you have to consider the fact that they don't have the rights to a full-on solo Hulk movie, so they had to do something. And it's like what? I understand. 
I I understand that you had to create like an overarching storyline for the Hulk throughout this cinematic universe. So I like where he started in Ragnarok, where he ended up in Infinity War, and where he ends up here. Like I like the I like the fact that uh, Bruce Banner and has like embraced the Hulk identity and like combined it with his own identity, you know. So uh, and I love uh, I love how basically it's just. Thor being able to talk like a normal human being instead of saying like Hulk smash and all that. Uh, but I wanted him to get a couple punches in though. Yeah, because you don't see like you see him all smart and techy the entire movie, but like you don't really see like a, an actual scene of him fighting someone, preferably Thanos for me. Now my thing with with Hulk, like listen, I loved the character of Hulk since I was a little baby. Love Hulk was like was was like my top three. I think Hulk. I think I, I think bitch Hulk in, in Infinity War is was one of the. I think okay, this is hot a hot take, but I think that is one of the worst writing decisions they've ever done because that's like I like I liked him getting his ass beat by Thanos because you establish Thanos, you establish that he can fuck somebody up, and you can establish that Hulk ultimately does not know what he's doing. He's just smashing, and he's just trying to end you, and Thanos is actually calculating, and he's doing fucking combos and whatnot. I liked that, but listen, when the Infinity War ended, I said, okay, listen, I did not like what they did with Hulk. I do not like, no! That is so dumb! Like, that is not Hulk. Like, that is not Hulk. Hulk is not fucking crying like a baby saying no because he got beat up. And like, and, and and my thing is, if any one of our heroes goes down, what do they do? Captain America was fighting, was getting ready to fight by himself an entire army by himself. He was getting ready to. We've seen Black Panther fall down. We've seen Batman fall down. We've seen Daredevil who can't fucking see fall down. We've seen Batman fall down. Everyone, why is Hulk falling down and now he's afraid to come out? That is dumb. I'm sorry. That is so dumb. So when I came out of Infinity War, I said, listen, I didn't like it. All they have to do is redeem it, okay, in Endgame. Redeem it in Endgame. Give him something with Thanos if you can. Give him something in Endgame because just give him some. This is the Hulk. And, like, I remember... One of the most iconic scenes in the first Avengers movie is two things. Hulk, smash, he fucking goes up and wrecks shit all around, and then I'm always angry. And then yeah. we just, you know what I mean? And then now Hulk is bitching out. All I wanted with Endgame was them to just redeem Hulk in some uh, way or fashion. I liked Professor Hulk. I really did. But... At the end of the day, I liked the fact that he did. He was the one to snap his fingers. But I just think the treatment of Hulk is probably, as far as character-wise, in my opinion, because I do like Ruffalo. I do like, you know, I, I like, for the most part, what they do. But I think, as far as character-wise, is one of their weakest characters in all of the 22 movies. And that's that hurts me to say, because I loved Hulk since I was a little kid, and, like, I just loved the idea of just, I'm pissed off, and I turn into this monster, and I wreck shit up, and I could be the scrawniest dude, but when I'm pissed off, 
you're not going to like me when I'm angry. Now it's like, oh, you'll like me when I'm angry because now I'm no. And I'm like, let's play. You know, it's dumb. I, I just, that's just, I do not, I do not like the way they treated Hulk the entirety of these movies. I just, I just don't. And I, and, and me personally, I prefer Edward Norton's Hulk. I do. The movies are not, the movie is not great. I prefer that Hulk. What happens at the end of that movie, Hulk, I mean, Edward Norton's character, Bruce Banner, he drops from a helicopter and he comes up back as Hulk and he's fucking shit up with this, with this, with this, um, other villain. He, he jump. he's in a library. He gets closed in. He, he gets trapped. Okay. I see them fucking with Betty. I'm pissed off. I rug, I wreck shit. I wreck a tank and all that stuff. Uh, what they've done with Hulk, I think has been one of the weakest character arcs in the entire MCU. You can disagree, but as of Endgame, that is my stand one of the weakest character options in the MCU. I didn't mind Professor Hulk, but, you know, I just don't like all of everything that what they've done with Hulk. Hulk is in love again in an, old, an age of Ultron. You know what I mean? It's just, just not my thing. Sorry. That was it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little uh, rant on Hulk. I just love Hulk so much, and I just, God, don't like what little, they did. Maybe a little too much. No, I mean, it's just like one of my favorite, like, who's your favorite character? You know what I mean? It's just like Hulk was my favorite character for such a long time. And this MCU yeah. has made me dislike Hulk each movie. And I didn't mind Professor Hulk, but just like give him something. Let him fuck somebody up again. Like, it's sad when one of the scenes in, a, in an endgame is like, he's like embarrassed by old Hulk. No, old Hulk was fucking sick and he was pissed and he's fucking shit up. You know, yeah. you know, he was embarrassed by old Hulk when he when the Hulk is stomping on that damn alien. No, that's the Hulk I want. Sorry, but that's hey. that's the Hulk I like. Hey, he smashed cars in this. You should be happy. Yeah, that's just my stance on Hulk. You know what I mean? That's just like I I think if I think that's just like what I believe as far as like I think he's just one of the least one of the like lesser handled characters maybe he's not maybe, maybe because he's not 100 percent mcu he's universal's property and maybe like mm. they don't want to like focus on that kind of character that's not really our character um you know but i don't know i just, just i just i don't like hulk's arc in this entire and i and i get that you can't do a standalone that's fine i mean black widow hasn't had a standalone and she's been great in all these movies you know what i mean hawkeye's been great in all these movies you know what i mean so that's i don't know yeah yeah, uh, let's talk. Uh, I really liked uh, that cap on cap fight. Uh, I, thought I did. It was very funny. It very was, funny. It was really funny, especially it, there's a there's a running joke that Ant Man starts in a in a or is it Ant Man or is it Tony? Which part when he does what? When he, when he's like, or he's it's like man, you like no, I think it's Tony. He's like man, your ass looks great, and then he's like, why are you looking, Tony? And then yeah, that was Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, and then Ant Man's like, don't worry, Cap. You have America's ass. I also really liked. I I also thought I thought I think this is my favorite Ant Man in all of the movies as well I think too. It was too. Yeah, I think it you was know? too. I really liked it because for the longest time, giant Ant Man was always treated as a joke and like, oh, he's big now. But like in this game, when he come when at the end battle when he comes up from the rubble, and I didn't see that coming. I was like, wait, when he's like swimming through the water and all this stuff, I'm like, Ant Man is gonna save them? How? Yeah, I didn't, it didn't click to me that he can fucking get big, and he can just, you know what I mean? He can grab them, and then he's huge now. Um, yeah. That was really cool. Him dropping off Hulk, he drops Hulk, and then he drops off Rhodey and, and, and Rocket. Um, really cool. And then he stays a giant when the, when the thing starts, too, because, like, I see all this shit. Why not stay a giant for this battle? Love it. Yeah, 
Me too. Uh, I love, uh, I just love, I love the character of Scott Lang in this movie too, because he gets out of the, we see him get out of the quantum realm. Thanks to that rat. The rat saved his life. Um, gets out of the quantum realm and he's like, he's really confused because it's five years later. So he's like, look like him. I think him, Tony and Hawkeye had the most emotional weight to their characters in the, in this one. Uh, because when you see Ant-Man get out of the quantum realm, like he knows something's immediately wrong. He doesn't know exactly what's wrong, but he finds out pretty quick and he sees that, most of the universe, half of the universe has been snapped away by Thanos. So he's making sure that his daughter is still alive. So I like, I like the fact that Cassie was a little bit older in this. Uh, I like that it gave Ant-Man a little more extra incentive to like save everybody else. Cause he knows he's like, man, like if this happened to me, like I would do the same exact thing, you know? So I love that aspect of Ant-Man's character. Um, yeah, I love that Cassie, I didn't realize, I didn't think they were going to do it, but, I mean, you already had, like, one, one, like, you know, family kind of, kind of disintegrate and vanish, um, I loved older Cassie, because, like I, like, like I said again, when I turned to you in the first time we saw it, um, they're setting up a lot. And they're setting up this young Avengers team. Um, yeah. they they they're getting ready to do a Miss Marvel movie, which is also another young Avenger. Um, Ant-Man's daughter as stature is going to be so fun and I cannot wait. And I loved their reunion. I also really loved the way they, they did that whole mural thing though, like called the vanish. It's all these like pillars of names. Yeah. That's that so was, scary. That you was, know? Yeah. Cause you know what it reminded me of? It reminds me of like, reminds me of like a world war two, like Holocaust Memorial or something. Yeah. I really liked that. I really liked Cause like then the idea of this whole thing happening became kind of a reality and you're just walking down the street and he's like, kid, what happened? And the kid is so broken. You see, you can tell he's lost a lot of people. The kid that turns around and like, just looks at him and then he just keeps on riding his bike, you know? And it's like this, 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 this like grim hollow universe of just people who've, who have died now. It's just crazy. Cause like, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's like the apocalypse happening. And now this is the aftermath of the apocalypse. You're going to see, you're going to see pillars of people's names on it. And it's titled the vanished. I love, I just loved all of that. I love the whole setup in the whole beginning. Um, yeah. I love, I really, I want to make sure I get this because I, I, I love the opening scene, of course, with Hawkeye because in the trailer, when they show him and his family, you know where that's going. Um, I thought it was handled really well. And, you know, and like, it's just, it's so sad because it's such a sweet scene and it's just, it's a sweet all around scene. It's just Hawkeye teaching his daughter how to do archery. Um, and then his wife making, you know, she's making hot dogs with the kids and well, how many, how, what do you want in your hot dogs? Two mustard, please. And I ended yeah. up like, oh, no, he turns around, she's gone, and then his other family's gone, and I'm like, damn, Hawkeye, man. Love his arc. I, I wish I would have saw a little bit more Ronin. Yeah, I love Ronin. Uh, he was I, love, I love that scene, though, where he's just I, wrecking, because, because that's another thing with Hawkeye, like, when he's just wrecking people and murdering people in Tokyo, like, he doesn't give a shit anymore. Like, his whole family's gone, he feels he has nothing to live for, so he's like, it's like, all right, the only way to do this to avenge them is to just go murder people. Yeah, he's a ninja punisher. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he's ninja pun ninja punisher. That's just it, but it's so dope and it works. 
You know, yeah. I love that. That's why I said I wish I wish that scene was like a little longer so I can see him like you know, I wish they transitioned it to like two scenes with that. So one scene he's taking out the eight, one scene he's taking out a mafia, maybe like the cartel, uh, like they set up, and then another scene he's doing the um he's doing it in Tokyo. You know, just just to like I because I, I liked Ronan, I just love that character of Hawkeye. Um, and then the beginning as well, I just love Tony and Nebula together. Just, yeah. You know, just trying to pass time, and they're both they're both brooding a little well, and he's trying to connect with like you know uh, you know Nebula who can't really get emotional, and you know she's playing it you know and like I love the little line when he's when he's doing the message to Pepper, he's like you know she's a little sadistic because you you see that when they're playing the game, she's like still she's still a little like a little like crazy in the head like you know and she's like Ugh, uh, you know like she wants mm-hmm. to win. And stuff like that, but I just love their little brother sister relationship. I wish. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, as you say, I, uh, I'll let you finish up first. I want to talk about Nebula for a second after you're done. Oh yeah, I just love their relationship, uh, Nebula and Tony Stark. I think they. Ha- I I I also wanted to see that a little longer, but they had a lot of ground to do in this movie. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harp on that too much. But I did like I like seeing that. Okay, also too that color palette. In an IMAX theater of Tony inside the ship doing, doing like the trade the first trailer like stuff was just so beautiful and it's just this this blue not even what is that color like a teal like a green yeah blue? like tur- I would say like I would say turquoise? like turquoise or teal yeah it's just that color palette just went so well and I'm see and I when when the shot of um I don't ever want to hear anyone say the Russos have no like have no vision when they're directed because that shot where he turns the thing on and it's like this little boop and it starts up and it's just so nice and it's a practical helmet. It's not like a CGI one. It just looks, it that was all really cool. I love the space stuff in the beginning, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and going back to Nebula. So I was never a huge fan of Nebula as a character. Yep. This movie made me, this movie made me a fan of Nebula. Like I'm like, she probably at, in the entire MCU, other than like some of the other major characters, like from she's probably one of the ones that's gonna go overlooked. And when you really think about it, she has like a pretty good arc when you think about it. She does in the entire. That's what I'm saying. Listen, they have the MCU works well, and and it's and it work it work when it works well, it works really well. When some when some things don't work. Then they don't work. It's not like a huge harp on the whole, you know, universe. Because at, at the end of the day, you're not gonna get a universe perfect. You know, this universe, MCU, these 22 films, they're not all perfect. There's flaws in some of them. But what they get well, they really, really get well. And I totally agree with you. From seeing Nebula in the first Guardians to seeing her little arc in, in Volume Two. And then to seeing her fully turn in Infinity War, and then this, and just seeing like where she's, what she's done, and I'm glad when I read the comics before, Nebula's a big part. So I'm glad that they, they like, they made her a big part of this universe by this movie. I just really, I, I agree with you. I really liked Nebula's arc. I really liked her. Karen Gillan is so yeah. good too, so underrated. She is. Karen Gillan she is really good. Completely different characters from when you see her in Jumanji to this. Like she's just oh, so yeah. good, you know? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: What do you think is gonna happen with Gamora? Um, we'll get into the, we'll get into that when they would go into the what's next, um, which we should get into because we we've been on this for like an oh, hour. Oh yeah, we've been on this for yeah. Hour, we gotta yeah. wrap uh, we gotta wrap some things up and get into the next segment. You know, it's a weeknight, so we you know it's a school night for me. Um, all right, so let me look 
couple more things from my notes. Make sure I got everything for the most part. Yeah, pretty much got everything for the most part. Um, more spoilers. Oh, Sam being new cap. Yeah, I'm think? okay with that. That I I've been pulling for that since day one. Since <laughs> since everybody started speculating speculating that Chris Evans was gonna hang it up or that Cap was gonna die, I was like, yeah, he's gonna pass it on to uh, he's gonna pass it on to Falcon, and everybody was just like. No, it's gonna be Bucky. No, I li- I like I like that it's Sam because I like that it's Sam too because even when I tell people that no, that happens in the comics when Captain America dies, he gets it to Sam and Sam gets this new this I can't wait to see that his new cool Captain America suit with the wings is gonna look dope and everyone's gonna be a and listen I hear the snarks and I hear that oh god him but you know although I wish. If you if if you knew you were going to make him the new Captain America, I think you had to give him a little more in some of the movies, a little more, just like a little more to do, um, you know, instead of just like the he's the back the he's like the back guy and like you know he's just the you know he's like the in the background flying shooting you know what I mean you you had to give him a little bit more a little bit more of an arc if you knew you were going to make him the new Cap, but I still liked it I liked it I just love. And it's something I just really liked what they I, I like the fact that they um, they they try to incorporate a lot of diversity in these movies. And and recently, too, they're trying to do a more diverse MCU and making making uh, making uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America is the start of that. I really liked it. I liked the nuances of what that means for the MCU, and they could, you know, because they're gonna have a Shang Chi movie, Asian Asian cast, and they're gonna be doing all these things. And we saw Black Panther last year, so I was totally down that you know a black actor and a like. You know, I'm so happy for Anthony Mackie too. That has to be, that had to have been huge for him. Like I'm yeah, gonna be Cap. That's awesome. You know, I like it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and I think it's for me. It wouldn't really make sense that he gave it to Bucky. Like, I know, I know everybody was pulling for it to be Bucky, but it's like, we really think about it. Like Sam's been by Cap's side for the entire MCU movie. Like there's literally one, one movie, maybe one and a half where you're literally fighting Bucky. And yeah. And he's, he's killing he, people. He's, like, he's, yeah. He's killing people. He's basically a terrorist. I understand he was brainwashed, but he's yeah. a terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, and, but I think, I think what was important though, is that, is that shot where Bucky? There's two. There's two moments in that where Bucky tells Sam to go talk to Old Cap, and then when Old Cap gives Sam the shield, and Sam looks back at Bucky, and Bucky just smiles and nods at him. It's like, yes, you deserve it. I'm he like, totally, perfect. He perfect. totally like. He totally told Bucky before he left. You can just tell he told Bucky. He told Bucky definitely before he left, um, which is why, like, when he was like, when when he doesn't come back, if you notice, Sam's the only one freaking out. Bucky wasn't. He just turns around, you know, and then he sees New Cap. He wasn't like shocked. I think I think he told Bucky what he was doing. Um, and, he, and how couldn't he? It's his best friend. He wouldn't just leave his best friend in the back. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I totally, I totally, I totally think, I totally, I totally think that he told he told Bucky what he was doing. But I also and like you know them giving the 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 shield to Sam it doesn't it didn't feel forced to me too because it wasn't no, like it wasn't like hey you're the new you can do it you know it was more like try it on and then he was and then Sam's just like I'll try my best and I love that you know it wasn't forced and it wasn't like oh me I'm Cap yeah you know it it was like I'll try my best and I'll you know because he knows what legacy he's carrying on now and I love that I I loved it I really did like it.
you know. Um, and what was I gonna say? Also, too, more more Captain America moments. I love the end with him and Peggy. It makes so much sense from the first Me Captain too. America movie when yeah, he's like, yeah. I miss, you yes. know, I had a I had a dance, you know, I had a date or whatever, and now he ended the he ended the uh, the saga with his date. I love that. Also, love when Captain America, you know, he. He um he summons Mjolnir. He wields Mjolnir, Mjolnir, meow meow, whatever everyone, whatever that hammer. Mjolnir. Yeah, I love when that happens because it makes me like, too. So many good. That's the thing about this movie. There's so many good callbacks, so many good cameos, so many good callbacks. That callback was directly from Age of Ultron when he 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 um that party when he's grabbing the um the hammer and it kind of nudges a little bit. Cause who else is worthy than hold to hold Mjolnir than Captain America? Just makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, loved it. Loved that too. So, any, any yeah. last thoughts on Endgame before we get into the future of the MCU? Uh, it's a fucking brilliant movie. Go see it. Oh, that's it, huh? <laughs> that's it. That's yeah, it. We, we, it. We, we, we've, covered, we've covered all the bases. <laughs> I'm right there with you. We're doing that, so. I'm right there with you. I loved the movie. Still one of my top of the of all time in the MCU. My favorite movie of the year so far. Still nitpicks, yeah, but there's so much great payoff, and there's it's even though the nitpicks are there, it was still very thought out. Tony Stark's death, everything was very very emotional and good. Captain America's send off. Tony Stark's I am Iron Man. That's how he started the MCU. Just so great and so well thought out. It feels like they've been thinking about they've been thinking about Endgame for ten years, and that's how it felt like when watching it too. You know, so I loved it, and I can't wait to watch it again eventually. Take a little break. I'll take a little like week, week or two week break on it. Um, let everyone else see it. You know, I've seen it four times now in the span of one week. Um, so you know, I'll take a little break. You know, see all the other movies coming out like Longshot, Pikachu, and you know, I still want to check. Out, I still want to see Teen Spirit. Yeah, don't, 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 don't at me and stuff. All right, let's get into the future of the MCU. There's a lot of things to get into. Um, okay, so what they announced for the future of the MCU as far as Phase Four, all that stuff. First things first, right off the bat. No X Men or Fantastic Four until like 2021, 2022. That deal. That's that's, that's yeah. That's the deal. Um, they can't do it right away, which is why you got like you got like no hints in this movie. They can't do the characters in the movies until those years. So there's no there's gonna be no X Men next year, you know, or anything like that. Or they're not gonna. I don't think they, I don't even think they're gonna announce a bunch of that stuff. Maybe 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 they'll they'll announce a slate, but um, X Men and Fantastic Four, you gotta wait a little longer. And then we have the um, right. Go ahead. Especially with Dark Phoenix ending, you can't, you can't, you can't begin something so close after Dark Phoenix. You know. Right. I um. I I, I agree. And uh, they also so right now on the slate of Marvel movies, we have Spider Man Far From Home, of course. Now um, we have Black Widow 2020, and then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be in production after he films Suicide Squad, um, which will which be next. I'm, which will be next yeah, year. As you say, I'm hearing it's next year. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be next year. Although everyone is speculating, like Black Panther Two, of course, with how much money it made, and Doctor Strange Two, we heard little rumors about it. Those have not been announced yet. They are probably going to most likely most likely going to be happening. So we have that to look forward to, and then we have the upcoming Disney Plus shows. So Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, um, and then Hawkeye. So those that's the that's the current 
slate for the most part. Oh, and the Loki show on, on Disney Plus as well. Yeah, that's, say, how dare you? Christina yeah, would be that's that's the current slate of what's happening in the MCU. And then, um, so a couple of things that I do want, and I'll get what you th- what you think about it. I do want an A Force movie. I know it was teased in this one. Um, I think it can be done. I think you have all the right tools. You have all the right heroes. But I think before you do an A Force movie, I need She Hulk to be in that movie because She Hulk is the is on the forefront of all the A Force comics everywhere. I need She Hulk. Okay, I know you can't do a, a standalone movie. Introduce her in that movie. Fine. I need me some She Hulk in that film if they're gonna do it. Captain Marvel two probably gonna happen. Um, I don't yeah. want a pre- I don't want a prequel. I want to see her in her natural short hair. What after Endgame? What happens? Also, I really appreciate that they went the comic book route as far as her hair in this movie. That was one of the things I was worried about that they have her in this long ass hair. And all I know, and the Captain America, the Captain Marvel I know has short hair. You know, soccer mom, but dope hair. You know what I mean? That's the one I wanted, and they did it in this movie. And they did a comic. They they did the comic accurate Captain Marvel, and I really really appreciate that. But I don't want a prequel as far as Captain Marvel two. Introduce Miss Marvel, all that stuff, make it modern. Um, Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, make that a thing. Um, and can we finally introduce Adam Warlock, please, and Nova? Those need to happen. Um, I don't think I don't think there needs to be any new Avengers movies until a while. Um, if they do yeah, do it, Aven- wait a while yeah. on those, yeah. If they do do an Avengers movie, I say new Avengers, call it that. Um, but we'll see, because I don't I think you're good on the Avengers title for a long time. Uh, Doctor Strange and Black Panther 2, no, Black Panther sequels. Um, we don't know yet if they're going to do Ant-Man 3 because um, Ant-Man and the Wasp didn't do that well. I mean, they did fine, you know, but it doesn't, it's not like to the point where it warrants uh, third, uh, you know, a third movie. But then again, so did Thor The Dark World. So you just never know. And I, and I, can, and I can tell Feige really loves the Ant-Man character. Um, so I can see Ant-Man 3 happening with Stature, his daughter, joining the fight, which would be so cool. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. Uh, they're gonna do Black Widow movie, of course, we talked about that. And then, of course, we have the new characters coming up and new teams. So we have the Eternals coming up, that's, that's, you know, casting, they're, they're shooting, all that, all that stuff. Shang-Chi is also coming up, that they're casting, all that stuff. Uh, and then I also heard little rumors of Moon Knight and Namor. Now, they also can't do Namor in full. If you don't know who Namor is, he's basically the MCU version of, or the Marvel version of Aquaman. That's it. Um, uh, as you say, is that, is that their version of Aquaman? Yeah, he's basically he's Namor the, sub, the submariner. He's just in water and all that shit. Um, so, Namor... He, they can't do a standalone movie because he's with Hulk in Universal, so they can only use him in team up. So the perfect way to introduce Namor is either Doctor Strange two, which I heard, I heard, I heard rumors of, or Black Panther because Black Panther and Namor are very close as far as the comics go. Um, and they tease Namor in this movie. I don't know if you noticed when Okoye, when they do that meetup scene, when they're all meeting up on screens and digital whatever, um, Okoye says there was a there was an underwater earthquake. That means Namor. So they teased it. So maybe in Black Panther 2, we see Namor. Uh, that's it as far as like what's to come and what I think is going to come. What do you think? I know that was a lot, but what do you think about what do you think is going to come? <clears throat> what do you think about the upcoming movies and TV shows? Um, you basically covered all the ground with the movies and the TV shows. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Gamora? Um, since 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 present day Gamora is dead. But now we have we have 2014 Gamora, and 
this is actually something I just thought of. Did 2014 Gamora get snapped when Tony snapped his fingers? I think there was a reason why they didn't show that. You know what I mean? And at the end of the, at the end of this movie, if when you go on uh, Star Lord's ship and whatever, the thing the screen says "Searching Gamora." Um, so I think a lot of things are gonna happen in Guardians Three. A lot. I think they're gonna do. I think Thor is gonna be in it. They, I mean, they set it up pretty well. Thor is gonna be in Volume Three. They're gonna be finding. They're gonna try to find Gamora somehow um, and incorporate her back into that group. And they're gonna add Adam Warlock. That just that just has to happen, you know. Now, like Adam Warlock, in in theory and in comic book, he's supposed he was supposed to be in this movie. You know what I mean? Just cause, like, I know you don't know him, but Adam Warlock is an, a pivotal character to Thanos's Gauntlet search and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Very very pivotal to the point where Adam Warlock can we can hold he can wield the gauntlet you know the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff like that he uses it against Thanos in the comics so powerful so cool but now that that didn't happen they got introduced him in Volume Three you got to and they tease him in the end of Volume Two um, yeah. so it just makes a bunch of sense so that's what I think it's gonna happen I think Guardians Three is just gonna be jam packed with a lot of stuff like that yeah and then who do you think will be the next big baddie? Um, so I know you want a certain person. I don't know because I, I don't think you can, as far as like the new, as far as like them getting the, the, the rights and stuff like that to Fox, I don't think Dr. Doom is a worthy villain right after Thanos, you know, like Dr. Doom, like, I mean, I feel if they do do the whole, I mean, because they don't have to focus on a new baddie now. I mean, they didn't focus on Thanos until, like, what, Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. can tease one, but they don't have to start one now. It's not like a rush. But I do think Galactus. It's time for Galactus, you know? I think it's That's time for... That's what I was thinking, yeah, too. I, I think Galactus. I think it's time. Or Annihilus, or whatever his name is. Um, But I think Galactus. They have the rights. It just makes sense. Build to Galactus. They said they, they, said they have the movies mapped for five years. So I think Galactus... Um, that's just me. So, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's Galactus. It's either it's it's gotta be like I feel like we're moving more towards like more like fantasy and space oriented stories. Where like, is from my knowledge, Galactus is more of like uh like takes place more in like the cosmic universe of the Marvel universe, you know. So I think they're moving more towards that. So I think it's gonna be Galactus. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's gonna be um, that's gonna be interesting, very very interesting. Anything else in the future of the MCU? What are what are some of the things that you want? You know, um, I don't know. It, it, it's too early to tell right now, honestly. Like what what I want, because uh, um, I'm not I'm not really too well versed as it is when it comes to characters, because I was never, like, huge into comics when I was little. Um, I mean, I definitely want the X-Men sometime down the road, uh, and Fantastic Four. Uh, um, I want them to incorporate that somehow. I just don't know how they're going to. Um, I mean, but for right now, it's, like, it's too early to tell, and I gotta, I gotta do some research as to what they can do mm-hmm. and all that. So, so once, once I do some research, I'll probably have a better idea. Um, so that, that's just my thought on that. 
All right. Um, all right, guys. I guess we can call it a night. This is probably our longest episode in a long time. Um, I guess we can call it a night, everyone. That if we miss anything in the spoilers, I mean, there's a lot, and we're both tired. Um, but we tried to cover everything. My voice is shot, Alex. I know you. We've done a lot in these conversations. Thank you for being my partner and seeing this movie again and talking about it in the end. Um, yeah. yeah. Overall, guys, I'm excited for the MCU. Endgame was a perfect end to the chapter of the Infinity Saga, which I do like the name. I can't wait for that box set if it's a if it's if it's a thing. Um, I, I hope it is. I hope it is too. I would love to just throw that next to my Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings box sets, uh, please, and Star Wars box set. Making a thing. Yes. Um, but you know, I guess that's it, guys. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 40 of the Cinemania World Show. Very long episode 40. Um, thank you for listening to our Avengers Endgame spoiler discussion and what's next for the MCU. Um, tune in this week. I guess this week you can look for our reviews for uh the intruder uh, and long shot. Um, will be up this weekend as well as yeah, as as well as the box office beatdown on Sunday to see how much more money Avengers makes, as well as some other stuff on the channel. Little surprises and nicks and crannies coming up your way. Um, also we're getting we're getting really really close to that Comic Con, so get ready for a lot of planning, uh, you know, from our part, and get ready for a lot of announcements on our part. Maybe some guests along the way and stuff like that for Comic Con weekend. I'm trying to I'm Maybe. trying to reel in some people to come join the podcast that weekend. So we'll see. But um, tune in. Thank you guys for joining us. Alex, let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, uh, just my name, uh, Facebook, my name, Twitter, at Alex underscore Madden underscore Instagram, same thing, uh, but 414 at the end, uh, no capitals in the, um, in the Instagram handle, and then same thing on Stardust, but my my first initial of my first name and my last and my first initial of my last name are capitalized uh, on Stardust, so... There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, that is it for tonight. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 30 of the Cinemania World Show. My voice is done. Um, I am too. tired, ready for bed. Um, thank you guys for joining us once again. Really, really appreciate how far we've come in this podcast. Want to say thank you, a huge thank you for making for making our Avengers Endgame review, Throne Watch episode three, and the box office show over the weekend. Our top shows on Spotify and Podbean. A uh, lot, a lot of listeners on those shows. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us. My name's Dwayne. I will add all of our social medias in the links and the descriptions below, whether you're listening to this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Podbean, or Instagram. Uh, let us know what you thought about the movie. Spoilers, but only on this post, not on, like, you know, the post on the actual Instagram page. Be nice, be cautious, be nice to each other, be friends, be friendly, all that stuff. I can do this all day. Um, th- thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Alex. We will talk to you guys soon. Cinemania World Podcast. Bye-bye. See you later.